The Western Grain Elevator Association announced this week that the grain sector is embarking on a major campaign to raise awareness and seek solutions for what they call outdated and problematic marine port governance rules. Wade Subkowich is the executive director with the Western Grain Elevator Association. It's important to recognize that port terminal operations are are major gateways to our customers wherever they may be in the world. And so we need an accountable and demand-driven port oversight system so that we can meet our trade opportunities and unlock further investment in the grain sector. And what we're realizing over time here as our issues in the ports become um, higher in magnitude and, and higher in number is that port authorities are really statutory monopolies and they have sole decision-making power over aspects of strategic importance to Canada's marine gateways and the economies uh, of, you know, in, in the case of Vancouver, Western Canada. So um, we are looking at um, the opportunity that we have with the federal government right now in the context of the mandate letter that was given by the Prime Minister to the Minister of Transport to do a review of port governance. We're looking at that as an opportunity to try and get some of these problems fixed so that we can get decisions out of the ports that line up with what the users need, what the grain industry needs, and what the provincial economies need. Wait, talk about some of the some of the issues or problems that are that are taking place there. We have uh, rent increases that are going up at very high rates. So we, we've seen the last rent increase we saw. Uh, uh, was 30% in one year on the North Shore. And, and the reason it went up so high is because rent is tied to market value in the local area. But we have a supply chain that starts with the producer and ends with a customer somewhere in the world. So we disagree with the notion that uh, the rent that we pay and rent increases should be tied somehow to what's going on right in the immediate Vancouver area. So, um, so it's important to, I guess, to, to note that we don't own the land on which our terminals uh, exist. Those are federal lands, and we need to have certainty in our lease agreements, and we need to have certainty in the rent we're going to pay to the to the port authority in order to uh, have have the ability to invest, to expand our infrastructure, to invest for a quicker shiploading, more bin space, to basically widen out that terminal pipeline at the end of, uh, at the, end of, the, uh, of the Canadian part of the supply chain. And, uh, you know, if, if we're going to see rent increases of that magnitude, it really calls into question, you know, the, you know, the sustainability of, of keeping our terminals going in, in, that, in that jurisdiction. So that's one example. Um, there are others, you know, but uh, but but they they all come back down to the same point, which is there are no checks and balances. Uh, we're, we're dealing with a, with an authority that makes decisions at their own sole discretion, and and there's no ability for um, uh, companies, or there, at least there's not adequate ability for companies to appeal those decisions, and and we think that that's that needs to be put in place. That was Wade Subkowicz, Executive Director with the Western Grain Elevator Association. The president of Quorum Corporation, Mark Hemis, gave a presentation this week 
to the Simpson Centre School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary on Western Canadian grain handling. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler was online for the event. Quorum Corporation has been monitoring Canadian grain transportation and handling for the last 20 years. Hemis providing online participants with information on the growing Southeast Asian market and how grain handling here has changed over the years. If you went back into the early 80s, the big buyer of Canadian grain was the former Soviet Union, the Eastern Bloc countries and into Europe. And the vast majority of that was being pushed through the Eastern ports, Thunder Bay in particular. But as you see in the last 15 years, that's changed significantly. The former Soviet Union um, and, and the Eastern Bloc countries in Europe have basically become more self-sufficient. But Southeast Asia and the Asia-Pacific countries, as well as Central and South America, have become big customers. And that flow of traffic is going off the West Coast. And that's why we've seen so much capital investment going into West Coast ports um, to handle that growth in business. Um, Vancouver and Prince Rupert's volumes have essentially doubled and tripled in that period of time. So if you look at what the elevator network looked like in the country back in 1980, there was almost 3,500 grain elevators, most of them the old wooden crib elevators that everybody sees in the, the nice paintings of the prairies. That changed significantly starting in about 1986, where they started to rationalize the rail, rail network and the number of, of elevators decreased significantly to the point where We've been holding at about 400 elevators out in the country on average. But the most significant thing is, is that during that period of time, as, as the country elevator network evolved, we went from those small little elevators to the high throughputs and now most recently loop track facilities where each one of them has got anywhere between 20 and 40,000 tons worth of capacity. So all in all, we have seen a resurgence in the amount of capacity that the country elevator system can handle um, just in fewer elevators. Another thing that's happened, especially in the last 20 years, is the railways have really adjusted the way that they move trains. Um, back in the, in, the, in the early 80s and, and late 90s, we started to see this movement from picking up 10 and 15 cars Per, per elevator to where we're now seeing almost 85% of all of the, tr the grain that moves out leaves elevators in 100-car blocks or a train that's over a mile long. And that, that, is, that has really improved the efficiency of the grain handling and transportation system, and it's really been uh, a boon to the efforts that have gone on in, in accommodating the kind of growth that we've seen in the industry. That's Mark Hemis, president of Quorum Corporation. For Golden West, I'm Glendale Allen Vossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendale Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.